Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, everybody. This is Father Craig Vasek, your host, and you're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. We are coming to you from the University of Mary, where things are bustling along. Students are getting stressed out, trying to study and get ready for their finals, which are quickly approaching. We get done with our classes earlier than, uh, I don't know, earlier than everybody else, I think, because we do three full semesters here, uh, fall, spring, and summer. So we get the kids out the door before May begins. So April 23rd, commencement. Coming up, we've got uh, both our 2020 and our 2021 classes uh, going through commencements. As everybody knows, things got uh, delayed in uh, sometimes minor but mostly major ways because of uh, the advent of COVID-19. But So that's what we're up to here at the University of Mary. We've got uh, students running around. It's really great. A lot of life here. We're going to begin with a prayer, and we're going to get into a uh, two hours of delightful, uh, deep University of Mary engagement today. I love it. I love everything about it. We've got doctors left and right. We've got PhDs. We got PsyDs. We got DMAs. We got all these different titles and letters. The whole alphabet is being represented this morning uh, with regard to our guests. So that's going to be great. The doctors are in today at the University of Mary. Let's begin with a prayer and address our Lord uh, and begin our time. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we recognize you over us. We praise you and glorify you. We give you thanks for being our God. Wherever we are listening, you are there. And throughout the entire listening area, you are, you are guiding and governing all things. We ask that you would guide and govern us, that you would guide and govern those who would come across the message presented through Real Presence Radio, that many souls would be touched, many ears and hearts would be ministered to, that we would be drawn to you through your Son by the power of your Holy Spirit. We ask for your blessing upon our time and that the gospel may go far and reach those who are far or near. We ask this with great confidence in the name of Jesus. Amen. In the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm getting funny looks from everybody saying, well, what are all these, D- what are all these Ds? The DMA is a doctor in music uh, something, administration, or something like the Masters of Arts of Music Awesomeness, or something like that. Anyway, <laughs> these are real things that I'm talking about, people. All right. So uh, we're going to start with a couple of, uh, we got a PhD, maybe a THD, probably a DBA. Who knows what this guy's got? He's got like 17 degrees. Dr. Husingay is with us, and Dr. James Link, PsyD, and maybe some other degrees there. I just like talking about degrees today. Gentlemen, we're so glad for just to, for you to be with us today. Thanks for having us. Yep, good to be here. Wonderful. So, Dr. Husingay, you're in studio. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? You've been on the radio many times with us, but maybe just a reminder for those who are listening for the first time. Well, I'm a professor of theology at the University of Mary, as well as uh, an administrative chair in arts and sciences. It's kind of like an associate dean, so I uh, oversee a lot of academic programs here, and I've been a uh, 
tasked also with helping uh, promote our graduate programs, uh, particularly the online ones at UMary. All right. And Dr. Link, for those uh, who aren't aware of you, uh, you're, you're very well known here in the Bismarck area, but for those from abroad, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, licensed psychologist in uh, private practice here in Bismarck. I've got a background in, in uh, psychology and theology and just do a lot of work for uh, various dioceses in regards to uh, evaluations, annulments, and the marriage counseling, individual therapy, and so forth. So. All right, so we have brought these two gentlemen together because we want to talk about what's happening here at the University of Mary. Uh, with regard to, um, what can we say, uh, the development, the continued development, uh, and uh, we can say integration of two domains, um, the philosophical and theological understanding of the Catholic faith, along with ev evidence-based research and the psychological sciences, uh, behavior health, uh, behavior sciences, and we want to see those how those things work together, and we want to see uh, what the University of Mary is doing uh, with regard to this, because there's some beautiful, some beautiful things happening here. So we're talking about this thing called Catholic anthropology. Um, when I hear the word anthropology, Dr. Heisinger, I think the history of um, the study of humankind. I think of the beginnings of humanity. I think of development of I don't know uh, cultures and the spread of humanity throughout the world. That's what I'm thinking of, but I don't think that's what we're up to here. So what are we talking about when we use the word anthropology? Yeah, you're right. Most people, when they hear it, would probably think of Dr. Temperance Brennan from the TV show Bones. Uh, if anybody has ever watched that, uh -huh. you know, she's a forensic anthropologist. Uh -huh. um, in the world of uh, religion, in the world of theology, anthropology means basically the theological doctrine of the human person, right? Mm -hmm. Anthropos in Greek means human and ology always means the study of. So when we're talking about Catholic anthropology, we're talking about what the church ultimately teaches about the human person as a body-soul composite, as male and female, made in the image of God, and uh, what that means for who we are and how we should live and our ultimate destiny. All right, so there's, uh, there's a revealed component to this. Uh, as you're mentioning, there's a, there's a certain worldview, I suppose, in regular anthropology and the, the history of the coming of humanity, there's, there's a worldview there. <laughs> uh, it may or may not be explicit, uh, but what we're talking about here is uh, a really this understanding uh, from a theological, from what God has revealed uh, about who the human is. Um, body and soul. I don't. I don't know. When I took anthropology in my undergrad, I don't remember us talking about souls at all. I think we we're talking about. I don't even know what we were talking about. Actually, we we're talking about glaciers. I remember we talked about glaciers in my anthropology class. <laughs> so, uh, so there's going to be a difference here uh, when we're talking about Catholic anthropology. Of course, there's the Catholic word, uh, which means there's revelation. There's the, the theology. There's the teaching of Jesus Christ and and the and the history of the church. Um, and then when there's this, this understanding of who the human person is in light of that. Um, so maybe uh, stay with you here for a second, Dr. Huizengay. Um, when we talk about a Catholic anthropology, uh, and we talk about maybe other, other people's notions of who the human person is, uh, what would be some, some stark differences or maybe some, uh, some developments that uh, a Catholic anthropology has or uh, commonalities? What are some basic commonalities? Or Walk us through some of that. Sure. Well, 
you know, like most things Catholic, uh, the Catholic view of the human person, Catholic anthropology, you know, is rooted certainly in Revelation, you know, the Bible, what Jesus teaches, what Genesis teaches. Um, it's also rooted in uh, reason and nature, right? We're both and people as Catholics. And of course, uh, that means uh, that Aristotle matters a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Aristotle was a major influence on St. Thomas Aquinas. And, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Aristotle and Thomas following him believed in, uh, you know, reason observing nature, uh, the ability of that process to give us truth. So, uh, you know, Aristotle and Thomas, you know, look at the human person, and Thomas is also looking at divine revelation, right? And they come up with uh, the human person as a coherent unity, right? Uh, the soul is the form of the body. Soul and body are so tightly tied together that they're distinct but not separate. Mm. Um, and everything is supposed to align in the human person, uh, body and soul. And in the mm. soul, you have intellect and will. Uh, and of course, as the tradition has grown, we've come to learn a lot about emotions and passions and drives, and those are supposed to be coherent too, right? So we have a like a coherent vision where everything fits together. And on the other side of things, um, you know, the modern or postmodern world is really a world of fracture in which things are pulled apart and. You know, either people nowadays who aren't practicing Catholics, uh, you know, or, you know, some other members of certain religions or philosophies, most people today think that we're fundamentally just bodies and that, like, the mind or the soul is just uh, kind of an accident, the result of the functioning of neural processes. Uh, other people kind of think we're minds only and that our bodies are irrelevant or don't matter or kind of trap us. Um, you know, and you see this in the, uh, you know, the transgender movement, if I could bring up something uh, that's kind of an issue of the day. Sure. Uh, where you might have a biological sex, but you might be attracted to uh, a member of the opposite biological sex, but you might present yourself uh, culturally, you know, the way you dress and style yourself uh, somewhere along a spectrum, mm. and you might feel somewhere else on another spectrum. Sure. Uh, so the modern or postmodern view of the human person really isn't a view at all. It's uh, basically a disintegrated uh, perspective, mm -hmm. and the Catholic is coherent and integrated. Yeah. There are about 20 things that you're speaking about there that are kept popping up into my mind. Uh, you know, this classic idea that the that the spirit is good and the body is bad or, or the celebration of the body to the, to the detriment of the, of the spirit or I mean, all these different things that you're bringing up. This is really, so this is, this matters. I mean, that's kind of what I'm getting from this, uh, Dr. Hughes and Gay is that it matters how you're looking at the human person, who, what we are saying about the human person and what we are claiming as true about the human person, or if we're claiming any truth at all uh, about the human person. Yeah. Ultimately, um, you know, Thanks to the concept of the image of God, Genesis 1, if you get God wrong, you get people wrong. And or <laughs> conversely, you get people wrong, you get God wrong. Sure. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> All right, so I'm chatting with Dr. Hughes and Gay here at the University of Mary and Dr. James Link, uh, clinical psychologist in Bismarck. Dr. Link, let's, let's continue on this. Maybe you have some thoughts just on the ideas that we are already presenting. But I'm thinking about um, what this, these limitations or errors of... of uh, uh, separate worldview or a, a non-Christian uh, appreciation or, a, or an inability to have a Christian appreciation or a theological appreciation of the human person, um, 
that that's going to show up in um, in people's own self understanding and the way that they present themselves or different difficulties that they're going through. And in your practice, I would imagine you see this a lot, or maybe not. Oh, sure, all the time. I think in <laughs> regards to uh, you know some of the some of the things that I would see is kind of a reductionist view of the human person, where we're just looking at people in terms of drives and passions, and uh, um, so that's certainly a big one. Relativism, where we, uh, and, and I think this ties in with, with what Dr. Husinge was saying. Uh, we just kind of base all of our our reality upon what our thoughts and feelings are. And so, if I feel a certain way or I think a certain thing, then therefore that becomes the truth of who I am or mm. what my value in the world is. And certainly, that that speaks a lot to the psychological. A model of, of what we do in, in, in terms of therapeutic practice. So, so that's a big one. And I think, too, just even a sense of determinism at times, you know, there's a faulty notion that we're kind of, we're kind of destined to, uh, to be who, what we've gone through. And so if I've had a difficult life or if I've had a life of suffering or trauma, therefore I'm determined by that. And that really goes against the whole notion of hope and resurrection and grace and all those things. And so absolutely these faulty theories and views of the human person have a, a tremendous influence upon a person's ability to change and grow and to heal um, in regards to some of the trauma and some of the things they suffer with psychologically. Right. So you're, you're uh, hearkening to uh, these various isms. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned reductionism, relativism, subjectivism, determinism. Mm -hmm. uh, all of these things have, um, there's always going to be truth uh, found in these various realities. So if I if I want to say, you know, I, I am, I, w there is part of me that is emotional. Uh, okay, great. But if I if I am only ruled and everything is emotion, then I've I've reduced myself mm -hmm. to. In a, so that's reductionism. But I, if I appreciate my emotion or my my mind or my body or my drives or my whatevers, those aren't. I'm not reducing myself to something below who I am. But I, I bring that into a whole. So you, it's good that you're because I imagine you see this um, this regularly. Someone is like, well, this this is just the way it's going to be. This you know, the, the defeatism. You know, whatever. It's right. Like, this is just the way it's going to be. It's not going to change, right? I mean, this is mm -hmm. probably one of the first things you have to deal with as a person who is like, no, I just. It, it's always going to be this way. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think a, a big part of that is just how we, you know, we think about, uh, like Dr. Husingay said, the image and likeness of God. That has a tremendous influence upon how we view human suffering and how we view the difficult things that we deal with in life. And if not, it's easy. And I find out a lot with people, they kind of just fall into a victim mentality. So. Right, 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 right. All right, well, we're having a good chat here about uh, the introduction to uh, an anthropology, a Catholic anthropology of the human person, a Catholic understanding of the human person. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come back. We're going to dive more into what that looks like and uh, what the University of Mary is, is up to uh, to assist with the, the development, the advent, the advance of um, a Catholic anthropology in the, in the behavioral health. So we'll stay right here. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back. This is Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering excellent care. 
We're pro-life and pro-family, respecting the dignity of the human person while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer a wide range of clinical services, including rapid influenza testing and diabetes care management. You can visit us at 303 North 4th Street to discover the Mayo difference. Our number is 701-223-2424. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at Lumen.Vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. As a working Catholic professional, Your needs and priorities for returning to college don't match a traditional campus experience. That's why the University of Mary has created a portfolio of truly affordable, truly flexible, and truly formative online graduate programs that are sure to align with today's needs. Advance your skills while strengthening your faith at the University of Mary. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. That's dot L-I-F-E. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hey, everybody. This is Father Craig Vosick. I am your host this day for these two hours at Real Presence Radio. This is Real Presence Live at the University of Mary. I'm chatting with Dr. Leroy Husengay. And Dr. James Link. Uh, Dr. Husengay is working in our School of Arts and Sciences, and uh, Dr. James Link is a clinical psychologist in town. And we're talking about Catholic anthropology. That is a uh, Catholic, uh, which means a, 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 an understanding from revelation and from the best of, of philosophy and the study of truth and wisdom, uh, an understanding, integrated understanding of who the human person is. That's what we're talking about right now. So, Dr. Link, as we went to break, we were... Just chatting a little bit about some of the uh, presenting issues, or we could maybe say the underlying uh, presuppositions of a person who is presenting issues uh, when they might come uh, to see you, let's say. So, um, reductionism, we mentioned uh, be, uh, behaviorism, determinism, relativism, subjectivism, I think is, a, is an important one, uh, even a little distinct from relativism that I've, I've seen, uh, that whatever I'm experiencing, that's just all there is to it. <laughs> this is the truth of, of things. But let's move to maybe a, a more positive uh, or a, a, a ben- the benefit of having uh, a Catholic anthropology or a, a Catholic Christian understanding of the human person. In, in, your, uh, in your practice, maybe faith or from prayer or from theology or from philosophy and how that, how that benefits people uh, that you see on a day-to-day basis? Well, I think, number one, a, a, you know, a person, you're really trying to help an individual to have a sense of hope. 
and yeah. uh, and just out of the gate, that's I think one of the more important things that we can do is give people a sense of hope in the midst of whatever they're struggling with, whatever difficulty they're experiencing, and certainly. You know, the virtue of hope is, is not about having a nice, fluffy, warm feeling, but it's about having a sense of there's something outside of myself that I know that if I put my hope in God that I'll never be left in vain, that things are going to work out for the good of, of those who love God. And so reminding people of that, I think, is fundamentally important. You know, another thing uh, where, I, where I feel having this type of an approach to the work is, is important is helping people to understand that they're more than just their illness. You know, they're more than just mm-hmm. their depression. They're more than just their anxiety. They're more than just their abuse. That while those things have had an important influence on their life, that they're more than that, right? That, that, that they're sons and daughters of God and that they're loved by people and, and uh, that their identity, their self-worth, their vocation, whatever, is ultimately not defined by that, those, those things that they're thinking, feeling, or what they've experienced in the past. And so, you know, whether you bring prayer into that, whether you talk about that in a general way, or whether that's just your operating, you know, principle as a therapist, I think that can have a tremendous impact upon a person's sense of motivation and hope and um, kind of the effort that they put into the work, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I found... Um Obviously, in my my study of theology, uh, in the seminary, we talked about the theological virtue of hope in our treatise on faith, hope, and love. Mm. I actually did uh, my final thesis was on the the virtue of hope, mm. but then when I came along and uh, was was uh, dabbling, I guess for a couple of years in in psychology, mental health, and. Uh, intro to counseling and these different things, I was surprised to see hope pop up as much as it did. It seems like, and now there's maybe a distinction in term, because there's theological hope, which is the theological virtue uh, that's given by God, infused into the soul. Okay, got that. But then there's this natural hope that it's not just a parrot. There's something real there um, that on the on the natural level that, that, so this idea of hope, either from a theological reality or from uh, a human, not aspiration, that's not as deep, but there's something more there. There's a, this, this, this openness to a future um, in the human. I found hope to be uh, kind of a bridge, I guess we could say, between uh, scripture, between theology and, and mental health. So I, that you're mentioning it here is it's no... Uh, it's no surprise to me. Right. It, it, just that sense of meaning. I think people, you know, are, are hoping, they're, they're wanting some type of meaning in their life, even if they may not attribute it to God in, in, in that sense of the word. Yeah. But people are always striving toward meaning. And I think even finding meaning in the midst of their suffering, meaning in the midst of their difficulties, whatever, it certainly lends itself to having some type of hope. Yeah, yeah. So I think this is where uh, the natural reality... Um, which can't encapsulate the fullness of revealed hope. Uh, this is where a, a Catholic view, um, you know, you can hope for that you won't have a terrible day. Okay, well, that's something. But it's like, no, I can hope for salvation in God. Whoa, that's even more, you know, to go along with that. I can hope that I won't have a terrible day or something like this. Um, so I think that's, that's fantastic. Um, I just want to j- touch, maybe just for a minute, Dr. Link, on uh, this recent interview that you did with Bishop Conley. Uh, it came out in our initiative here at the University of Mary and Prime Matters, but there was something going on there that I think is it's more than just a bishop talking, and it's more than just someone with mental health uh, 
struggle or uh, you know dealing through something but it's like the coming together of a of a man of god engaging uh engaging um natural cares uh and the and modern uh scientific um counseling i mean I just, there's just something that, there's something in that story uh that i think just was beyond what any one story could have been. So walk me through just for a minute uh, what that was like to, to have that conversation with Bishop Conley. Right, yeah, that, it, was, it was a great opportunity, and, and uh, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, there's, there's a ton that I could say about it, but I think that yeah. the thing that was so helpful, and I've got, a lot of, you know, I've got a lot of feedback from people who have read it, and you know, primarily his openness and his transparency and it all, but, right. but you're exactly right. I think it, it spoke to people this sense of, you know, that mental health struggles are not just about, you know, pulling yourself up, praying more, and uh, just being a better person. That right. You know, here we have a man of the church who obviously is a man of prayer, a man of the sacraments, a man of God, who struggled mightily in regards to depression and anxiety, and that you can't yeah. just always pray your way out of it, that right. he really spoke to this integration of medicine and psychology and spirituality and friendship yeah. and all those things, kind of like what Dr. Huizinga said at the beginning, that there's a coherence and a unity among all those different things that oftentimes is needed in order for a person really to achieve health and optimal well-being. And I think the interview with, with Bishop Connolly spoke to that coherence and that unity. And I think, again, just really understanding that, uh, you know, that we need that. And so I thought it was a great interview. He did a yeah. great job. Yeah, I mean, just to have you interviewing him as a clinical psychologist, but a man of faith, and then for him to open up, I think it just liberates, I mean, it liberated yeah. me, it liberates the faithful to say, whoa, uh, this bishop that everybody looks up to, because, I mean, he's like an excellent bishop, yeah. know, not, not yeah. that he can rate the bishops necessarily, but like, he's like an excellent bishop, yeah. and uh, and that he, uh, this great Orthodox, beautiful uh, priest who is a bishop, uh, acknowledges this. I think the the priests and I think the faithful are just like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay right. that I struggle. So that's great. Well, we've, we've only got a couple minutes left here, so I want to make sure I get back to uh, some things. Again, everybody that's listening, I'm talking to Dr. Huizengay and Dr. James Link uh, about what's going on uh, with the intersection or the, the coming together or the development of or um, however you want to say this, of uh, the, a Catholic understanding of the human person with regard to behavioral health sciences. So at the University of Mary, we're making strides in this, Dr. Huizengay. So the uh, University of Mary has redoubled their efforts in the past a couple years to, to strategize and to plan to make sure that our, our undergraduate uh, courses in the psychological sciences and then our graduate courses in counseling and, and various things that, they, that they're going to breathe this, this reality. So what, what led the University of Mary or what's going on, I guess we could say, at the University of Mary in this realm? Yeah, so we're really concerned with healing at the University of Mary for all sorts of reasons. One is, you know, Mary College was founded originally to train uh, teachers and nurses, so we've always had an emphasis on healing as well as education. And, of course, we've grown, uh, become a university, uh, and have all these health sciences programs. And um, the... Uh, concern for healing isn't, you know, just a matter of our sponsoring sisters um, of Annunciation Monastery, but, you know, Jesus' own practice of healing. And it's true in every age, but especially today, t uh, people need healing. And mental health has become an incredibly important area 
where healing is needed um, for all sorts of reasons. You know, one reason is I think the, you know, the rise of the Internet and uh, especially smartphones has, uh, you know, shredded a lot of people's minds and uh, even deeper than their mind, you know, their, their psyches, their souls. Um, you know, we see it uh, in higher education, you know, across the country. A lot of young people uh, are in desperate need of uh, uh, emotional and mental health counseling. And uh, there are precious few counselors out there that are well-versed in uh, Christian, Catholic uh, teaching on the human person. There's a decent number of Christian and Catholic counselors out there, but they're not always sure, because they've been trained really in secular-oriented programs, how to unite their counseling practice with their Christian faith, with their Catholic faith. And so we saw we saw a desperate need here. And one thing you, Mary, is really good at is uh, you know meeting serious needs uh, on the level of formation, forming people to go into the world and meet all sorts of needs. Uh, so this was simply a, a natural thing for us to do. Of course, Dr. Link is very well known in the community and has a reputation as. Uh, just an awesome, incredible uh, counselor. So we, uh, you know, turned to him and approached him about working with us uh, so that there might be more Dr. Links in the mm. world able to bring, uh, you know, healing of mind and psyche and emotions uh, to all sorts of people. It's a real need. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Because a counselor needs to meet the person right where they are. Uh, but if the counselor simply has a as an, a non-formed worldview, they're going to they're gonna end up leaving the person right where they came. And we want to be able to bring them. So we want to bring them to the Lord. We want to bring them to truth. We want to bring them to, to, to true integration. So in our last uh, minute here, what, uh, where might people find out more, Dr. Hughes and Gay, if they want to f- see what the University of Mary is doing with regard to this? Yeah, so we have uh, these things set up at a website, uh, online.umary.edu. Uh, and if you... You know, look down a little bit on that page. There's a link that says Programs Tailored for the Catholic Professional. Mm. And there you'll find uh, the link to Catholic Anthropology. Practitioners can do this as a standalone certificate Mm. to improve their knowledge and skills. Uh, We also have a full counseling program with the option of including Catholic anthropology. So people are thinking about going into counseling can do that at UMary and get Mm. the Catholic anthropology training right along with it. So whether you're going to go to school for counseling, already a counselor, we're here to serve you, online.umary.edu. So I can already be in the profession and, and gain some of these excellent tools, or I can get it alongside my uh, my uh, my study at the in the first go. That's great, gentlemen. We've run out of time. Dr. Husingay, Dr. Link, thank you so much for being with us and to sharing with us uh, these developments here at the University of Mary. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We're going to talk about what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about sacred music. We're going to talk about Holy Week. We're going to talk to a, a professional in this realm. So everybody, stay with us. This is Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 